you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. What's up, everybody? DJ here from Move the Sticks, along with Bucky Brooks, our podcast. We look at the NFL through a player personnel perspective, looking at teams, looking at matchups, looking at the NFL draft. You can catch us on Move the Sticks, NFL.com slash podcast, as well as iTunes. All right, Maurice Jones-Drew, Ike Taylor, it's draft week. Let's jump right into it. First things first, who should be the first overall pick, Jared Goff or Carson Wentz? Maurice. Jared Goff. Ike? Jared Goff. All right, we have to talk about Josh Norman coming up here and uh, all the implications of him going to D.C. and leaving Charlotte, North Carolina. Real quick, though, fellas, Game of Thrones, did you watch it on Sunday night? Yes. Ike? No. What did you think of Melisandre there, uh, Maurice? At the end? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there. I was eating I was eating volcano. <laughs> and, uh, I got me on this sushi. And then you turned into a volcano and spit it <laughs> right back up. And uh, if I wasn't mentally tough, definitely. But, you know, I, I was able to control my, my, my stomach and my mind and, and be able to finish that sushi I was eating. How was Step- the visual? I've been hearing about that uh, visual. It was, it How was, was it? It was horrible. Like that? Cause, well, it was good at first. It was great at first. And then she takes the necklace off and then goes to, like, an 80-year-old woman. Oh, 80? I don't know. Have you ever seen a, a very, very old human being nude like that before? No, it's the first time. Ike, have you ever seen a very old human being naked? I'm going to keep that to myself. <laughs> yes, and I wonder under what circumstances. Now, speaking <laughs> of the fragility of the human form, Steph Curry tweaked that knee as a bad ankle. We don't know what I it's going to mean. mean. Let me ask you this as professional athletes. Is there a part of you before a big game you hear, whoa, a key figure on the other team is injured? Good for us. That improves our chances of winning. Do you think the Clippers are happy right now? Do you think Golden State or San Antonio or LeBron are happy right now? Yeah. I mean, I would say, yeah, just looking at it from a distance. But when I play, man, I wanted the best guys to be out there. I agree it, it with that. And I, I, that's yeah. sincerely in my heart. I, I could You could say I'm lying. But as a football fan even or any a fan of any team, I like a team at its very best. I'm a Pittsburgh Penguins fan. I'll put it to like this. Henrik Lundqvist got a stick in the eye at the start of the Rangers-Penguins series. I legitimately was bummed out. I want him. I want their best player out what there. Excuses. Coaches, excuses. Coaches might like the fact. I would say that. I believe that. As a coach, you might like it. But as a player – you want your best. You want to go against the best. My thing is, I just want to test. I want to test my workouts. I want to see if my workouts are up to par. Even in the playoffs, though. No question. No, no question. I mean, I've only been in the playoffs once, and we tested our workouts against Pittsburgh. And then we got tested against the Patriots, and we lost. And so I knew I had to do hard. I had to go harder, and just never got a chance to get back. But every time you play against someone, if it's a top defender or whoever it might be, I want to see whose workouts were better. You know, I, I believe in mine. 
I don't think it was yours. cool that he brought up that Steelers uh, Jaguars. I said only went, I only went once. Only I know, but I know, didn't, didn't care for that game, and neither did I. Taylor, start the that show! Yes, hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal, Dave Damashek. And welcome to the DDFP. You presented. didn't do it right, Shek. I did do it right. No, Listen, you... let, we, we haven't time to waste. We're presented by McDonald's, as always. Go get you some of that all-day breakfast. They have all sorts of uh, good things going on. And uh, we're going on to Chicago. As soon Ooh. as we wrap up this show, we're jumping on an airplane. Next, we will touch down in the Windy City for a week of uh, gay festivities, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Ike, you're excited. Yes, I'm very excited. What was your – see, it's a weird thing because you were a – you weren't a highly touted prospect coming out of Lafayette. What is your ba- – what's your favorite uh, draft memory? Man, you always just get opportunity to see it, man, just – you know, they, they say when you go to the draft and your name get called, man, that's a game changer. That's a life changer. So I'm just – I've always been happy for guys who, who get drafted. Then it just came to a point working down with Coach Shaw, like I'm working out with these young guys and they're about to hit the stage and get drafted. I wonder how that feel. You know what I'm saying? Just like – and I guess the top guy was Megatron. Then after Megatron, Pat Pete. So I got opportunity – to see them two guys work out and train with them, be like, dang, like I work out with these guys, and these guys getting drafted high. I love it, man. And they got to go through the whole phase, you know. We will have time in Chicago to talk about this, or maybe even in a little uh, in a little bit coming up on the show. I, I mean, listen. It's hard for me to be cynical, and there's a lot behind it. And, you know, there's the Johnny Manziels of the world and Jamarcus Russells. But, man, there's just something great about that moment of watching a kid who's worked hard and a lot of guys playing football don't have money. A lot of people in the world don't have a lot of money. And they know and their families know in an instant, and and they see it coming. But, nevertheless, they get that phone call and you see them there and their lives, their entire family's lives are transformed because of football at the age of 21. It's pretty cool. Speaking of transformations, let's talk about Josh Norman. He has transformed over the last week or so from a Panther into wearing a different skin, if you will, now in our nation's capital. First thoughts, Maurice, what do you think of all this? You know, I definitely think it was a it was a, a high-risk, high-reward type of deal for the Redskins. Um, they do need a corner that can match up with Odell Beckham, Des Bryant, uh, game in, game out in their division. I think it was a move to win their division. Uh, but he needs a defensive line in front of him, and you know if Karen- why did they let Potrose go? Uh, I I don't know. I mean, Potrose doesn't rush the passer, and not many times in this league we had a discussion. We did the mock draft show. We were talking. You were there, Sheck. Um, you know those big defense, those tackles. They only played thirty percent of the game, so you know they felt like they can probably get a younger guy, cheaper guy, hmm. they can throw in in the third or fourth round and, and and get similar or you know a little less play. But it's okay; you're only gonna be out there for thirty minutes. As far as that goes, by the way, you can go to NFL.com and I don't know maybe YouTube as well and look up the mock draft that uh, Maurice just mentioned there, the uh, NFL media analyst mock draft. It was the three of us. Bucky Brooks was there. Charles Davis. Make Daniel sure you Jeremiah. say his whole name because it was on the back of his jersey. <laughs> Got to say his whole name. <laughs> Bucky Brooks. <laughs> That's not the first time ever. You would think in you know in a vacuum, whoa, the guy gets his whole name on the back. Well, that's a real honor, but no, that means that nobody knows who you are, so you have to fully identify the guy. In fact, it made me think the other way. You know what would be the cool move if you really want to be a baller, if you will? I think the move is to Baller. go – I think you should go in and, and announce on day one, like, I don't want the name on the back of my jersey because people already know who I am. I don't, you don't have to, you don't have to announce who I am. My presence should be enough. You know me when you see me. My no, first, you want that name. My first thing when I saw it was, Bucky, Bucky has two last names? <laughs> <laughs> I, saw, I saw Bucky Brooks, but I was like – I was looking at his return skills. I was like, for one, his return skills, okay. He just ran all the way to the sideline, spiked the ball. Okay, Bucky, Bucky, Bucky got his whole name on the back of the jersey. <laughs> I didn't like, even see the first. Put, I just like he got two who put names. the whole name. But then it makes sense <laughs> if you hate with Bucky. So for all of y'all who don't hate with Bucky Brooks, man, he's a great guy, very knowledgeable, intelligent as a mother. But he has, he has a personality, a, a big one. <laughs> he, he has a big personality, so it makes sense. While Bucky Brooks. <laughs> with 
his whole name on the back of the jersey. I told him, look, I ain't know if that was your driver's license <laughs> or, or NFL uniform. Like, oh, but only Bucky Brooks. Oh, there. it's terrific stuff. And I just, I just realized that between Bucky – Ike and Maurice, you guys all did some kick and or punt returning in the NFL. I think we need to have a side-by-side comparison, and you guys each evaluate each other, critique, pros, cons, what you'd like to see improved from each other. But in the meantime, back to Josh Norman. Oh, and a side note, you know, I'm from that mock draft. Billings out of Baylor is the one that Ike likes quite a bit, and that's the one I like quite a bit because the fact of the matter is Pittsburgh needs a little more on that defensive line. Ed Bouchette said exactly what you just said, Maurice. The game is really going away. Keith Butler, very little defensive coordinator, used a nose tackle, a proper nose tackle, very little, about 20% of the snaps, if that, for uh, for the Steelers, indicating that, like you say, that uh, the, the true, the pure nose tackle is fading away. You have to be able to rush the passer. But all right, let's talk Josh Norman since time is short here. Ike. Your thoughts, did Carolina make a mistake? I know you have a lot of strong opinions. You like Josh Norman, but you also like that Carolina system. They ain't like him. They didn't like him that much to put some respect around his name. <laughs> <laughs> respect on his contract. Yeah, so, oh, <laughs> man. That, that front foe, mm-hmm. Luke Keekley and company. And, by the way, they now get to keep K1 short – and star Latou Lele. Oh, it, opened, it, opened the, it opened the pocketbook up for sure. Right? I mean, they're going to it's, retain it's, both it's, those guys because they let Norman go. It's kind of confirming we ain't tripping. Like, yeah, you good, but we watch tape. We see you practice week in and week out. We got Calvin coming back. We saw what Calvin did to you in practice a lot. Yeah, when you get in the game, man, you're highly intelligent. You get concepts. You understand what the offense is trying to do to our defense, you ain't got to sit back there too long because we can rush four and put pressure on the quarterback. If we rush five, man, then we really cooking. But I'd rather have Luke sit back and be the traffic control guy. So it's like the the man pressures. And, and it's going to stick out to me because we played man in Pittsburgh all the time. Fire zone was man to the outside corners. I don't care what you want to call it. When you see him line up in man, the few times I'll just go back to that Giants game, it's like, ah, yeah, you got me one time for sure. But two more, and the last one almost put him in contention to win the game. Do you think that time. that's what Jay Gruden and company plan to do? Hey, Josh Norman, that's, go oh, live on the island. The, the, go he, go he, travel with the know, with the number one on the other to, team. You want to be Bermuda. He, With that kind of money? Yeah, I guess to. you have to, right? You, you you don't have to, but they will they will kind of force you to. What's your prediction? Ike Taylor, 2016, Josh Norman. What will people be saying midseason, after the season? Ooh, geez, D.C., this, this, Dan Snyder went a little too aggressive there. This is what I hope they don't say. From a, corner bit, from a cornerback to another cornerback, it's hard in general. I want to see him ball out. But I've seen this before. And it didn't work out. Nomni went from the Raiders. Mm, good call. To the Eagles. Now you got to play man. Every time by yourself. And it's lonely. It's lonely. It's lonely. It's lonely. And going to the Redskins, man, that's what they're going to have to play. Like there is no more really true in zone coverage teams well, over the, I, I, the Nomdi's biggest issue was he didn't travel. He just played the right side. He played press man all the time, but he never had to follow one receiver. You know, and so most people would just put put their best receiver on the other side and go after the other corner, not on Nomdi. And what happened when you went to Philly is you got the best receiver all the time. And now all of a sudden, you know, and I think that's what's going to happen to Josh. Josh only played one side. It's different. You, you tell me it's different. Why? Because you get discombobulated, it's, literally? Uh, like, you, like, like I'm, you, I'm always over here. Well, I'll tell I, you, like, when you catch a ball, so it's funny, You train your eyes are trained to see certain things, right? So when I catch a ball from my right, because I'm right-handed and all this, I'm used to turning this way to catch the ball. When I have to turn the other way, if ball's coming. That's what I, I mean. Like, so really right. that flip uh, turns you upside down Cause, cause a little if bit? You're, uh. If you're always on one side, and you correct me if I'm wrong, you see so many different things with this eye. But when you go on this side, if you don't use it as much as not train like this one, 
Things come different. By that logic, or, if you did that to NASCAR guys, they would and, and flip the track and they had to I drive the other way. Crazy. They would go crazy. <laughs> See, that's what we did in Pittsburgh. We in practice, me, Will Gay, B Mac, Deshay, all us switch sides every other series. Hmm. So we just got used to playing different sides. One, your body get used to a, a whole different side. So if you playing on the left side, man, your body gonna get used to it. Now we didn't want our bodies to get used to it, especially when they start traveling to me. So I we'll just switch sides week in and week out. But concept wise, you, you use the, he's a left side corner, and usually your left side guys, man, they understand concepts well because your quarterbacks are right handed. So pretty much. From the most part, you're going to rarely find a left-hand quarterback. So, for the most part, man, your offense is strong on the right side. So, your defense have to be strong on the left side. Mm. You got a corner who understand concepts and understand, again, what the offense is trying to do to the defense. He gets it. That right side gets lonely. That right side corner gets lonely, but it's man-to-man pretty much a lot because you're down safety. It's to the left. Your strong side, outside linebacker is to the left. So, usually people don't even like running weak, let alone the quarterback is looking at the weak way. But good quarterbacks always, when they see too many in the box, the box meaning the strong side, they're looking on the back end because they know it's man-to-man coverage. And if help is going to get there, it's going to get there late. Man, oh man, I find this stuff fascinating. That human nature, the you know, that that obviously a QB isn't going to look to his left because he's right-handed. That kind of stuff that impacts the way, the the entire philosophy of a, of a defense is uh, fascinating stuff. But we transcend just the game of football here. We also tackle the game of life with a segment that we call Dear Ike, and today a special treat. A couple of NFL prospects from the Ohio State. Let's get to it, Black Tie. It's Cardell Jones. Dear Ike, what should my son, Tyvis Powell, get me for my birthday this year? <laughs> That's a weird question. How old is Cardell? I don't know. What is he, 21 probably? Uh, his son got to be young, huh? He said, "Well, he should get his son, or what's his son?" Get no, it's a weird. That's a, that's a weird labyrinthian. Like I don't know. Like I, I prefer from the kid. I prefer like the handwritten note, like "Love you, Dad." Yeah, happy right. birthday. That that gets me. I don't. I don't need because you you ain't got no job. You, you can't no job. do nothing. Yeah, just well, give me something from the heart. Ah, that's sweet, Maurice. I hate when my I hate when I agree wife. with you for the record. I love I I always tell my kids don't spend money. I don't need any hokey yeah. something you tchotchke you pick up at the ninety nine cent store. I'd rather you make me a, a nice picture. Man, I'm gonna go MJD man. I mean, it gets no better, especially coming from a kid. Kid ain't got no job right now. Cordell ain't got no job. He trying to get a job. <laughs> yeah. So let's go on and save our money, man. Let's you know you know what. Give me this. Is what I do want. Give me a book. Give me a Star Wars coloring book, so you and I can share. Ah, that's nice. Some Star Wars stories. That's let's see. Let's see color. The best. What is Ike always comes up with the sweetest answers. Now, Cardell's teammate Von Bell also submitted a question for Dear Ike. Take it away. Dear Ike, what should I get my mom for Mother's Day? Oh, oh thoughtful question there. It's tough. Oh, one on one. Moms, regardless on whether you're married, have a girlfriend. Either breakfast Ooh. or lunch, go with your mom. You just, go with just, her. Just y'all two. Ah. Just y'all two. That's good. That's 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 all she want. Yeah. We time. Like, that's I know it. you got a family, that's but let's weed it That's what together. my mom always says. She's like, I always want to see your face. But she lives in Atlanta. So I was like, it's hard to see my face unless we FaceTime. But I always try to get her or my sister or, you know, just moms in general, any mom that I've been around, my grandmother. Get them something nice, like a little bracelet or a necklace, something that that's just for them. I don't ever get them all the same thing, and I don't rotate. Like if you have the little J, the kiss, the K bracelet with their or whatever with the. Oh, they'll talk to each other. They'll oh. find out if you're just getting them all the same. thing. Yeah, you got to go different places. You got to make sure you separate <laughs> how you do it. Yeah, my mom, she cool with the boy. Those are two. Oh boy, both both uh, very nice. Usually, Maurice positions himself more as the devil to. Ike's uh, angel, but both of you with thoughtful and sweet answers. Yeah, very. Those are nice questions. Good luck to Cardell and Vaughn, both of whom are going to have a little bit of moolah to buy themselves and their family members some uh, uh, some gifts by the end of the week. Ike Taylor, Maurice, 
Jones, Drew, can't wait to uh, catch back up on the other side in the Windy City. We will have a wonderful time. Make sure you tune in, NFL Network, NFL.com, NFL Now. You're going to see a lot of Ike and Maurice running around, Kibitzin with all these first-rounders and beyond, so make sure you're tuned in to all the NFL.com and NFL Now coverage this week, and like I say, you'll see them on the network as well. Now go scram, fellas. You still have to tie up some loose ends before we jump on the airplane. All right, Shaq. All right, Shaq, man. Appreciate the invite, bro. No, I man, appreciate I appreciate. Hey, he had to invite you after he said what he said on the show two I, days ago. Hey, I got him. I got him back, though. You did. You did <laughs> your I thing. I sure did. You did Go watch thing. the mock draft. I, listen, Long in the tooth, huh? I stand by my analysis. All right, Shows. coming up, let's do a little more Game of Long Thrones talk, shall we? You'll listen to Dave All right, hold off on the Thrones talk for a second here. Black tie behind the glass. Breaking news, eh? That is Legitimate correct. breaking news. Legit breaking news. I just got a phone call during our taping, and I'm looking on Twitter right now. So this is me reading tweets. And it says the U.S. Appeals Court has reinstated the four-game suspension for Tom Brady. So the, so, so the but, but suspension wait, part from about 2015 – is back on. Yes. My initial reaction right out of the gate is now going to contradict what I said at the very top of the show about Steph Curry if I were a fan of another team. My, my gut reaction is, oh, the Steelers in 2015 in the season opener now got hosed. Now that whoever gets the back, I, I don't even remember who the Patriots get in the first four weeks. That's the question. Look up who they get. Looking up the schedule right now. While I do that, um, let me just say that the person who called me to deliver this news was Tom Brady. Whoa, yeah, our this, boss, this Tom Brady. True story. So I, I pick up the phone, and it's like, hey, it's Tom Brady. I'm like, wait, what? He's like, yeah, it's Tom you know, Brady. You know what we should do? I, don't, I mean, obviously, going forward, all Tom Brady news needs to be delivered by Tom Brady. <laughs> that, that's a good fact. At least on this show. It needs to be a Tom Brady correspondent. The rest of NFL media, NFL Network, and everybody else can do whatever they want, but on Dave Damashek football program, I it's, hereby decree – all future Tom Brady news will be delivered by, by our, boss. our boss, Tom Brady. I know. It's so meta. It's it, it's even more meta than when Randy Moss, the reporter, would do hits <laughs> on Randy Moss. Now we need to get a segment between <laughs> our boss, Tom Brady, and our reporter, Randy Moss, and have them reminisce or talk about <laughs> Randy Moss. All right. Anyway, we get it. But much, man, yeah. oh, man. I'm, I don't have any information. So uh, I got a schedule right now. The U.S. Yes, Court the U.S. Of appeals appeals. Court. Mm-hmm. So I'm, right now I'm on the ATN around NFL guys. I'm on their Twitter handle because we can trust them, right? We can trust those guys. I suppose so. Yeah. Um, Tom, but, uh, I mean, first, my, my, uh, my fir- uh, another reaction to this is, and I know cynics like to say this sort of thing, but really this is what our U.S. Court of Appeals is doing with itself. But all right. Yeah, uh, yeah. just pretty much all it says. It's reinstated by the U.S. Appeals Court. I have the schedule for you if you want to yeah, do that. Yeah, lay that on First me. Because I, I know legal matters are, are, are not yeah. – I, I didn't, I, I didn't uh, want to kibitz about legal matters or else I would have gone and worked at a – I don't know. Is there such a thing as like – oh, yeah, there is. There's court TV. No, instead, <laughs> I chose to work at a sports network. Why? Because I like kibitzing about sports. So let's look at it from the football perspective black tie who do they get in their first four weeks week one they had at arizona week two loss they are home to they'll circle the wagons though in arizona and that boy that game already was compelling now you have jimmy garoppolo going down there i mean listen i would never count uh, the patriots out of any game anywhere anytime but you would have to think that now the cardinals are supposed to win that game yeah, like you, like you, I don't know the whole legal nonsense with this mumbo jumbo. But I mean, I don't really expect Tom Brady to miss any games. We saw this happen you know, last year. In a way, this kind of breaks right. I mean, we'll see what happens over the ensuing twelve games once Brady's back, and he's certainly going to be angry. He already has a chip on his shoulder. You'll recall at the Super Bowl, he, I think, was it Julian Edelman? He tweeted after he was introduced uh, pregame in the Super Bowl. He was booed widely and and roundly by. I feel bad a little bit because it was in the Bay Area where he comes from, and he was booed, and he said, everybody hates us, let's go win the Super Bowl next year. So he'll have a chip on his shoulder when he gets back. But I wonder if this also breaks right for the Patriots with Brady long in the tooth that uh, Garoppolo's now going to get uh, some precious reps there and maybe make him, position him to take over. So maybe it'll help to – 
This will work well for the Patriots because it will indicate to them whether or not they need to retain Garoppolo when Brady goes or if they have to move on and figure out a quarterback from the outside. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Cardinals, uh, at, at Cardinals. Yeah, at Cardinals. And um, so at Cardinals week one, week two, they're hosting the Dolphins. Okay. So that's probably a win, right, regardless? Yeah, you yeah. think so. Yeah. Although week, they, they struggle with the Dolphins. Mm. Week three is a Thursday night game, and that is going to be at home hosting the Texans. Okay. Uh, no gimme. That's no, a tough no, team. No gimme at all. And then week four, they are hosting the Bills. So it's not the hardest schedule. They can really come out of here three and one. They do. That's right. They get those uh, the home they, games. They yeah. get those three straight home. And games that Thursday, that. the week three Thursday, that's a bad game for the road team anyway. Yeah, that breaks about as well as you could hope for to have those three home games. That probably benefits uh, the kid. But Garoppolo, I mean, he's going into year three now. So fascinating stuff. I got to tell you, I feel a little bad for the Patriots. So now they, I, I, I know it's, I, I should never say that. That's, I know that's, that's outrageous. That's horrible. I will be contacted by at least, I'm going to put the over under at uh, 13 for the number of Steelers fans that are going to reach out to me and tell me that I'm not allowed to be a Steelers fan if I feel, feel bad for, uh, for the Patriots. But um, yet yeah, now they don't have a first round pick and they don't have Tom Brady to start the season. And listen, the end of the story is Patriots fans, before you get too upset, you're going to be in the playoffs. You're going to win the division just like you always do. But Like uh, like Kent Brown here says behind the glass with me, he says that the, the way these things usually work is that unless the Supreme Court's, you know, you know rule against this, is Tom Brady will be spending that, you know, serving that four-game suspension. So that's the belief. Let's take it to the Supreme Court. Let's take it to the highest court in the land. Certainly, this is what they should be talking about. This is so insane, guys. Wow, that's crazy. And then in slightly less uh, exciting quarterback news, but impactful nevertheless, Sam Bradford now says he does want to be traded from the Eagles. He is raw about, uh, I guess, the way they've treated him. I guess he was sold a bad bill of goods there. I go back to what I keep saying over and over again. The Eagles really traded up to the second overall pick, not knowing. And I know that everybody I've gotten from on Twitter, a lot of people who think they know what they're talking about, random people out there in the, in football America are hitting me up saying, come on, Sheck, the Eagles know who they're getting. How exactly do you think you know what the Eagles know? They don't know. There is no such thing as professional courtesy. Howie Roseman is not blowing a call in to the Rams and saying, hey, do me a solid. Let me know who you're taking here. That's not happening. So if you imagine it is, you are wrong because I have confirmed with people who would definitely know that that has not happened. However, the assumption is from the Eagles is that Jared Goff is indeed the Rams guy and they will pick up Carson Wentz on the other side and apparently are fine with Goff falling to them, although overall they are less enthused about that scenario. They're very excited collectively about Carson Wentz, and that will indeed be the second overall pick. Saying Bradford moves, though, this could shake things up. Let's just remember, everybody, he's Sam Bradford. He is an upgrade, though, I would think, to... Mark Sanchez, do you agree with that black tie? Would you rather – I guess I'd rather have Sam Bradford than Mark Sanchez, but not yeah. by a ton, and he can go, and there are a couple other teams out there. I mean, do the Jets make any sense there? I suppose they do. Um, and, in fact, it's funny. It's about – if my, uh, if memory serves, I think it's in the ballpark, that number would suit the Jets because that's more or less what they've offered – uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick in the ballpark. I know it's not exactly the same dollar figure. I think maybe actually a little bit more, but that might be enough for the Jets. But then again, what are the Jets going to do? Paxton Lynch at number 20, Geno Smith. How much is their belief in the building there under the tutelage of uh, Chan Gailey? Fascinating stuff, but I would expect that Sam Bradford's now going to be moved. And is it possible that Sam Bradford is going to swing the playoff picture to some degree, I think if he does go to the Broncos, it's not still going to be enough for that team because the AFC West is on the rise. The other division that after going through a mock draft on Sunday, what I have now solidified in my brain 
the division that is really on the rise, the AFC South. Beware the Titans loading up. They are going to have some high-end talent coming into the building and an infusion all over the field, presumably. They're going to be uh, they're going to be filling up some uh, starting positions there on both sides of the ball. The Titans are going to be good. I think the Texans are going to be good. Everybody in the world sees them taking a wide receiver to help out uh, New Hopkins and Brock Osweiler and Lamar Miller with a good defense. How bad could that team possibly be? They've got. I, I mean, it's hard to conjure them not getting to nine, ten wins at minimum. And then the Jags are everybody's pick there. I, and the Colts figure to bounce back. That's a really tough division all of a sudden. And as I've said before, I say again now, I don't, I, I don't operate under the assumption that Andrew Luck is just going to walk back in and everything's going to get back to the normal in the AFC South and the Colts are going to win that division once again. That thing's up in the air. Fascinating stuff. All right, Black Tie, let's talk about your beloved basketball real quick here. What does it mean? What does it all mean now? Steph Curry, we don't know. Even if they announce in between the time that we're having this conversation, Black Tie, and the Warriors announce what's going on with that MRI and Steph, he's not going to be there in the short term. Does this open the door for the Clippers? Um, I thought the Clippers, before the injury, stood the best shot at the Warriors already. I know that sounds crazy, and everyone, no one likes the Clippers. I get it. Especially yeah, I like media. the Thunder a little bit better in that. I matter. don't. They don't have a good enough offense. That's They have the athleticism, the one-on-one of greatness of Durant and Westbrook, but to win in the playoffs, typically the last four, five champions have all been teams with great offensive systems, and the Thunder do not have that. They're I know, but they've simple. got an athletic front line, and they've got two that, of the five best players in the league. LeBron, LeBron's uh, Miami Heat. Had an athletic front line and all that stuff, and you know the Spurs with their great team offense. Dude, listen, we gotta, we gotta, well, we gotta stop this nonsense. I'm putting a stop to it here what? now. This thing that people we're not even 12 months removed from. In fact, we weren't even two weeks removed from last year's finals. Before everybody just said, well, the Warriors clearly and LeBron's uh, situation in Cleveland isn't quite uh, quite as strong as we thought it was. And all this season, you and I, Black Tie, have argued about this. Remember what those finals were. There was no Kyrie Irving or Kevin Love. How can yeah, we but- evaluate what would have happened in that series? You don't know what that front line was like. They put guys into weird – Tristan uh, uh, Tristan Thompson well, was suddenly a, a an essential figure in that series. But I wasn't – talking about that Cavs team, I was talking about the Miami team that got thrubbed by the, by the Spurs. We had a much better team system. The thing with the thing with the Cavs last year and what we forget is, yes, even if we have Love and Kyrie who are much better offensive players, they locked in into a great defensive lineup with Delivered Dover and Tristan Thompson. Like, that actually slowed the game down against the Warriors. Play play the Warriors with the up It was a band-aid, but that was not – I mean, not... I'm not saying they're not a better team overall, but I feel like if Kyrie and Love are both there, they get a, they're going to talk defense, who's covering Draymond. Like, I think actually that plays into the Warriors' hand, hands. And, I mean, they won, the, they won two of the first three games. But ever since then, every Warriors and Cavs matchup has clearly gone to the Warriors. It's been pretty easy. So I don't think the Cavs are as close as we try to make them seem, although they've been playing a lot better this playoffs. But, you know, I mean, they swept the Pistons, but the Pistons played well, too. So it's kind of hard to see, kind of figure that out now. However, however, though, with the – Kevin Love is is very important. He is. He has to it's be on, that... and he has to – you know, he, you have to count on him to do what Kevin Love does. But but, but Kyrie Irving is great. the – Kyrie great. is the key. Kyrie, Kyrie playoffs. if Kyrie plays at uh, optimal level, the Cavs can – can defeat anybody. I don't think so. I, I, you can't defeat a team that won 73 games. Like, that's just – I'm not saying it's impossible. All right, but, but we don't – but now with Steph, I well, mean – That's know. true. That's true. Who's going to win would, the title? I wish you take the Spurs. Uh, how about this? Let me throw one at you. I wish you take the Spurs over them. I would, I would well, take three, four teams in the, in the West before the Cavs. Probably the Spurs. Okay, yes, I agree with that. But, you know, this really does make it so that the – if the Heat, can knock off LeBron, which is definitely plausible. I like it. The Miami Heat could get to the finals like legitimately here and have a legitimate shot at winning the title. How funny would it be I, if the Miami Heat with Pat Ryan – not funny, what a feather in the cap for all this talk about Phil Jackson and the prestige of the Lakers and what are they going to do now and uh, they, they finally did the right thing. They, what they, should, they undid what they shouldn't have done two years ago in bringing Byron Scott in. But all this talk and all the distraction about Thibodeau and everything else, let's remember Pat Riley. That's uh, that's where it's at. He he remains the gold standard, I suppose. If they get Godfather. 
What yeah. if they get to the finals even I, at the hey, feather in his cap? I, but, I, I mean, now all of a sudden they could conceivably win a title. I wote on this in my new blog, man, makeittakeitmedia.com. Make I didn't get the name right, by the way. If I'm Makeittakeitmedia.com. That's right. Why do you have the media in it? Well, because Make It Take It was taken already. <laughs> Fair enough. That makes sense. So, you know, uh, but, I, yeah, I do think Miami, they've been inconsistent, but I do think at their highest highs they have the ability to beat the Cavs and get to the finals. Well, Steph's injury, though, overall, which I also wrote about last a uh, couple of days ago, I this injury, I'm less worried about this injury because I know exactly how it happened. It was a fluke. It, you know, it slipped. He, you know, it's an extended knee. He might be out for a week or two. You kind of know. The ankle injury bothered me a little bit more. because they that shouldn't was, have been playing They shouldn't have been playing him because that the ankle injury did bother me. That was like, oh, there's something wrong here. He, he was out of rhythm. He was not going to full speed. They had a fast break where he essentially just pulled up and it was like, no, I'm not going to test myself. And – at the, it's you, who knows again it's a fluke but it's the whole body I know it's the who knows but just remember this at, at coaches in the future don't put the guy in there if he's not 100% yeah. especially if you have the luxury of playing a team that you're going to beat anyway there was yeah. no reason for him to be out there alright enough uh, basketball hey what went on with uh, with Jay-Z and Beyonce over the weekend Black Ooh, well, Lemonade Lemonade, Beyonce, um, who I'm not a huge fan of, uh, she dropped a visual album on HBO. That's a big weekend for HBO on Saturday, Saturday night before Sunday's Game of Thrones, which will get the – Wait, what's HBO have to do with it? They, That's where it got premiered. It got premiered on HBO. Oh, they showed a video. Yes, it's a, oh, it, right. yeah, it's an hour-long visual album is what it's called. Um, and uh, the, it's essentially – and it starts off with, like, essentially subliminal – hits and takes at uh at jay-z who she's married to which everyone on social media is assuming that's the case and i watched it and it's definitely is the whole like is jay-z apparently cheated on her with a designer called rachel roy and now uh the whole and album- that's why jay-z why beyonce's sister kicked that's Jay-Z. that's the theory right that's the working theory right why would your sister go at your husband and you're just there watching it happen it has to be because she, you know, you the husband did something wrong, so that's why she did I thought Rachel Ray, the Rachel chef, Moore. had died because <laughs> I saw her trending on Twitter. And yeah. I was like, wait a second. No, no, no. no. Rachel Roy, Rachel who is Roy. that? Mm. And then I lost interest, and I didn't click in to figure it out. Who is this person? So she's a designer died? who's apparently pretty good. At- Boxy? Well, I guess so. I mean, if, you know, if you're going to be competition for Beyonce, then, unless, you know, Jay was just being really dumb. But uh, so she almost committed, you know, career suicide because she essentially brought it on upon herself, essentially taking a line that Beyonce had in one of the songs and essentially responding to that. Um, and then obviously the Bayhive, as they call them, Beyonce's fan base, which is a very rabid fan base. You do not want to mess with the Bayhive. Uh, they went hard at Rachel Warren's social media. Um, so that's been pretty bad. But it was, I mean, I watched it, honestly, and it was pretty good. But I, a part of me has to wonder, and I, I, don't, I don't think you're a big Beyonce listener, but... Part of me has to wonder and ask the question, how much of Lemonade and essentially putting her business out there is just the perfect aura of Beyonce trying to seem relatable? It's like, yeah, I'm also normal, too. Here's my struggle. Here's what I'm dealing with. I'm, you know, this is what I go through as well. Are they? And now they're Beyonce and Jay Z are just gonna walk the red carpet. Yeah, in, he's in the video. Life he's in like the last song. He's oh, in the he video. is. Yeah, so he's in on this. this is essentially, he's in a song where she's like, all right, well, we gotta still work things out, <laughs> and he's just in the video there as a solid uh, character. Serena oh, Williams. So, so I shouldn't uh, leave here, Beyonce? Like, I, you didn't bring me here to break up with me? In- it's so weird, but Boy, it's great, though. That would be a good theater if, if it ended with, like, and he didn't know, like, the last scene is him is her dumping him. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Here at Divorce lie. Papers, Jay-Z. Like, it's- oh, what? That is this on the video? Yeah, this is on the yeah. video. Like, And that's how it ends. Serena I- Williams is also in the video for, for a good uh one song. What's she doing? She's there? just dancing, having fun. Serena Williams yes. is dancing. Yes, twerking as the kids call it. All right, I'm very confused now. Let's move <laughs> on to another kind of songs are pretty good here. though. All right, I'll check it out. Yeah, I probably won't. But all right, Game of Thrones. All right, season premiere Sunday night. Khaleesi is right. now. Oh yeah, spoiler alerts. We'll save this till the end. But I do on a weekly basis. I want to spend some time with Maurice and Handsome Hank, who's busy with this Tom Brady news right now, so he can't come kibitz with us. It's awesome, Khaleesi. It's spoiler Patrick, alert, obviously. Patrick Claibon is another who loves to talk Thrones. I mean, listen, most people watch Thrones that yep. I know these days. Khaleesi, she – it looked for a second like she was in good shape. She had been saved. 
Although, where's her dragon is the question. Where's that one dragon? Who knows? He's off the... He might. He looked like he was going to die at some point. Well, he looked hungry almost. And then the other two are still down in some cell somewhere? Yeah, they're still down in In Marine. Marine. That's right. Yep. I I fear they're going to factor in uh, sooner or later. And Khaleesi now has to go and live with the Dothraki. Yeah, the new Dothraki. With all the widows. Oh, yeah. That sounds scary. (laughs) Tonight I will lie with you. That sounds really scary. <laughs> That's so Khaleesi's uh situation is getting worse there. Tyrion the ruler, so he's in charge of Marine now, and he's got the bald headed fellow with him to uh to help counsel him. You know, I'm gonna be honest with you, Black Tie, and with uh with you, the listener. I uh on Sunday night was trying to watch the show. But it was a long weekend uh, with the kids, and uh, fell asleep. And, and I fell asleep off and on watching it. Oh. Well, because you know, and then football, baby. You know, by the time he goes to bed, you're watching it on the DVR. I, I did conk out a couple of times, so you might have to fill in. Oof. I have to watch it at least one or two more times. What anything new happened with Tyrion? Well, he's settling in now as essentially the uh, stand-in, the substitute real ruler, while uh, Khaleesi's out on her uh, Dothraki uh, adventure. And uh, he has his um, he has what's what's the bald the, the bald guy um, the, the guy with all he's the one of he's one of several Game of Thrones characters who has no wiener. <laughs> yes, that's right, that's right. He's one of them. So he's uh, they're setting up shop in Marine and trying to. I bet a lot of people around the country would be very upset. Very if the bald guy goes into if the bald guy went into Target and tried to use a restroom right now. I bet there'd be a lot of <laughs> protests from people. <laughs> You know, very Charlotte. upset because I don't know how he identifies or she. No, I see he's a he. But um, <laughs> people get upset about that stuff. Yeah, I've been noticing a lot of uh, in 2016. I asked what our what our uh, court of appeals is is bothering with this in 2016. This is the issue people are talking about. Still going down. That is. Uh, anyway, big things for Terry on this season, right? I mean, I guess Arya, Arya, Arya is now basically, as you describe Black Tie, daredevil training. Our pal uh, Dell, Mike Dell, said the same thing there, that uh, it seems like she's blind now, and so yep. she's training with the stick. She's going to That's It's essentially daredevil on Netflix. Preteen female daredevil. That's right. She's training with the sticks. She's blind. All that All that fun stuff. Um but yeah, she's um so I guess she's gonna she's starting her road to redemption after last season ended with her essentially doing the many faced god pretty wrong with her uh her carrying out personal ambitions or personal revenge, so to speak. So um yeah, she's just in the first steps of her training. Blind yeah. and poor right now. I don't believe still Khaleesi can get the throne. Tyrion is a possibility, except Tyrion that that's the, a little yeah. bit Lord of the Ringsy. You can't give because that's the same thing. The Hobbits got the, you know, they, they win in the end. I don't think they want to mimic that. So I, I'm going to rule him out, but maybe he gets to stay alive. Arya, maybe she could wind up. That's right. Arya, um, I liked Arya in the early seasons. I thought, man, she was destined for greatness. I mean, her, the very first time you see the character, she her brother is trying to shoot a bow and arrow, and she comes out of nowhere, and she does it. And you can tell she's this free-flowing. She wants to fight. She doesn't want to be like a regular lady of the realm. But her path has taken one of a warrior's path right now. I don't think she's actually going to be any sort of royalty. I think she's just going to be a – but all things when things are said and done, I think she's going to be a badass. Do Yeah, well, I agree with that. And do we think that uh, Stannis Baratheon is, in fact, dead? I do. I think he's dead, too. I do. It's weird. I mean, watching it again in the, you know, hey, here's what happened last season montage, essentially, uh, you hear the sound. And it was such a weird choice with Game of Thrones of all shows. No, I listened to that. It could have been wood. Possibly. What's her? I don't understand what uh, what Brienne of Tarth's uh, need to keep him alive. What's what 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 that's would be the, thing, the motive right? to keep that, him that's, alive? That's the thing because she's sworn. Everything we've known about Brienne is that she's sworn to re- avenge uh, Re Remley, and then also and like, she so lives by her word, stuff. and she sentences him to yeah. death, and then swings the sword. Why would the, she not kill him? The only weird thing is why would Game of Thrones of all shows cut away from not show exactly. the bad guy lose his head? Yeah, that yeah. was weird. Sansa is off with uh, with uh, what's his name? Oh, uh, he's uh, Reek. Reek. And then yes, they both get saved by Brienne. 
eventually, and this is the first time in That's right. since season one that something good has happened to Sansa ever since she fell in love with And Reek. And and Reek, yeah, probably season two. Yeah, Reek but, has no wiener either. Yeah, he, that's, he's that's also right. he's also been deprived of wiener. <laughs> you have, you have your uh, wiener Vader on lock right now. Uh, but yeah, Sansa again, first first time something good has happened to her in a long time. So what about Reek? Reek is now maybe on the road to redemption himself, or maybe to you know he was a bad guy, but then he became a he sympathetic character. He went too far. I, although that would be a nice curveball. Maybe he is does you know become something with with his life but he went too far man no one's no one's got clean hands in Westeros anymore yeah, everybody's yeah, clean, done some got, level of clean that. hands you have a you know you have a clean head off your shoulders where it's in that start you watch out you watch out for reek here Cersei and Jamie now you kind of like them after what they've been through you see what I'm talking about no one's clean everybody's bad Khaleesi <sighs> hasn't done really anything too bad I guess she is not. No, she's uh, almost too good. Uh, Cersei, I don't know if I can ever like her. Um, she's one of the most despicable characters in TV, which is fantastic, actually, because she's someone to root against. You understand her motivations. The only love that she has is for her kids, which is weird. And her um, brother, who does have a wiener but doesn't have a hand. <laughs> That's right. It's getting confusing. <laughs> it's really confusing. Uh, but even her love for her brother, in a sense, is very controlling. Um, so she's a weird character, but a great one, a really strong one. But they're Cersei and Jamie at the point now where they're feeling like the Bonnie of Clyde, Bonnie and Clyde of Westeros. And lastly, what about the Red Witch? Do we? Oh, I don't understand what everybody is. I know that. Women... Oh, wait, before, before we get to that, what about Dorne? Before we get to the Red Witch, because Dorne is setting up to now sort of be a major player in this war. I didn't know where that came from. I, I, I announced that, in fact. I said, well, all of a sudden, now I have to care about Dorne a lot? Yeah, that's I thought what this was a little sideshow. That's what they're setting us up to believe now, because Dorne up to this point has sort of been like a Switzerland of Westeros, where they're peaceful, they don't really fight wars, they just enjoy life. And then now, uh, Oberyn's mistress is like, you know what, screw it. Dorne's about to be, you know, a major player in, in this battle. It was his mistress. That was his wife, wasn't it? I don't think. Do you think? Do you think Oberyn got married? Did you yeah, see he that was guy? married. Then he just threw it all over the uh, Seven Kingdoms. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. If and she did. And she joined him in that uh, endeavor. Yeah, she. Was that was what it. their pleasure was. They liked. Uh, they liked uh, sampling all the flavors of the world. I guess so. And uh, Oberyn, he yeah, he didn't limit himself to just the ladies either. Not at all. Um, also, in this, so, all right, now, what about the Red Witch? Okay. I don't understand. Women love the guy who plays Jon Snow. They like it when he's on camera. But he's if he comes back alive, he's going to be a zombie. He's going to turn blue and stagger around like Frankenstein. What's going to be good about that? That's one working theory. That's how he gets back to life. Another working theory is that, the, you know, his direwolf um, ghost is going to be, I don't know, just some sort of spirit. Thing going on there I have no idea but obviously we both expect him to be back right we don't think he's not going to come back I think he's too big of a of a you know character I don't understand why they have him lazing around the entire first episode of the season just lay his dead form laying there the whole time no, must be something that's exactly right that's usually we do, a death happens and we don't see the body again for a while but I feel like everyone who's watching the show is into the show knows that John is back. I just don't know how soon he's going to be back or how much of him will be back, really. And then, but the Red Witch, uh, Melisandre, is basically like the bad lady in Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> that is exactly right. That's a great reference. Oh, and also, like in Tangled, too. That is the, Rapunzel's mother or stepmother or whatever she is in Rapunzel, if she doesn't have the, the magic around her, she just turns into a decrepit old lady. That is frightening. Uh, Have you ever seen a very old human being in the nude black tie? That's a weird question. And uh, to pull back the curtains, honesty, maybe like my grandparents growing up or something. I you mean, saw I was, some. When I was saw young, some. I was really young. I mean, I, I, did it bother I, you what you saw on Sunday no, night? I was young. I mean, that stuff. Not like that. Dad, I'm talking about seeing Melisandre. Oh, that was. Did that make you feel bad because you found the Red Witch attractive in the past, and now you feel like, <laughs> that oh my was god, so creepy. That was the last thing I saw before I went to sleep, and I was like, oh gosh, am I going to fall asleep after seeing this? And it was so like the shot was so creepy. <laughs> it was yeah. So all right, just so pass, let's just say she's past her prime. That's a good way to declining. Uh, kind of like the old lady in The Shining too. <laughs> she was scarier. That's a scarier old lady. If I had to choose, I'll take 
Melisandre, the old lady, over the old lady in the <laughs> Thankfully, bathtub. Thankfully, you don't have to choose. I, I, got a quick, I got a quick question for you before we head out of here, though. So I watched Jungle Book last week. Oh, I went and saw Jungle Book oh, with the did. kids this weekend, yes. It was. I thought it was great. What did you think? Wonderful. I yeah. mean, I really thought it was fun. I, I mean, not just fun. It wasn't. I, that's uh, that's uh, too dismissive. I thought it had a an epic feel to it. I feel like this is a picture that will be fun to watch for future generations. It was really good. Much agreed. I really loved uh, Idris Elba Shurikan. He was really, really actually. He was great. Bill Murray was delightful. Perfectly cast there as Baloo. Yep, that was awesome. The one shot that I, one of my favorite shots of the entire entire year, movie-wise, was when Shurikan walks up to Keeler's pedestal, essentially. And like he just walks up there. He looks all frightening. And then he just lays down all calm. And then obviously I'm not going to spoil it, but you know eventually stuff happens. But it was oh yeah, I thought I mean yeah, it really, was, that was really frightening how we just laid down. Oh, and um, what's her name? Who I can never remember her name, but the Scarlett one Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson Snake. That's exactly right. Her is the snake. Oh, it was it was really oh, good. And Christopher Walken <laughs> is uh, as um, what's his name, King Louis. And breaking into the "Wanna Be Like You" song did kind of take me out of it a little. I disagree. I thought that I was I was happy that they did the two classic songs from the movie. The first did not. The first uh, I forget the name of the song right now, but um, the first did not was worked was worked in pretty well. Bare necessities. Bare necessities. Yeah, and then but the bare necessities. I couldn't place Bill Murray's voice for a few minutes, but then I finally did. All right. Yes, I give that uh, my highest recommendation for you and the kids. I'm glad uh, that uh, that you brought that one up, Black Tie. All right. So off we go. We we uh, this is our final official responsibility here at uh, the Nerve Center on the West Coast for the NFL. Next you hear from us, we will be in Chicago, Illinois, my former home. I can't wait to visit it for a handful of days. We're catching up with Kyle Long out there, the Chicago Bears. Looking forward to that. And, of course, draft coverage on NFL Now, NFL.com, NFL Network. Make sure you watch it all. Go back and watch, if you will, the uh, the mock draft with the analysts, Daniel Jeremiah, Charles Davis, uh, who all, Michael Irvin was there. It was a great time. Look at that one, Colleen Wolf. Check that out, and I guess that's it. All right, Black Tie? That is correct. It'll be a fun week at draft. Good, good luck at draft. Good week. I will not be there this week. Haitham uh, Kalani will be producing with you on a Wednesday show, but uh, I'll be producing back here. All right, all the best, and uh, we'll kibitz with you later in the week from Chicago, Illinois. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.